This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, I'm Hanif Baharudin and this is Gigi Well Played, the show that talks about all things video games. In this episode, we're going to give you our take on Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut featuring the Iki Island expansion. But before that, here's a look back at some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with Ali Johan and Ofnil Ting. Thank you, Hanif. We're going to begin our news coverage with an update to the Activision Blizzard scandal. The state of California has ramped up its legal battle with the company and accused the organization's HR department of shredding documents related to staff complaints as well as internal investigations. So because of that, they've filed an updated complaint against Activision Blizzard and widened the language of the original lawsuit to also include the scope for temporary or contracted staff. Yeah, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing has also criticised Activision Blizzard for enforcing NDAs disrupting the effort to get staff to speak out and also for involving third-party legal firm Wilmer Hale to investigate as this, according to DFEH, directly interferes with their investigation. Wilmer Hale is notorious for defending the wealthy and the connected but has no decent track record of uncovering wrongdoing. Now, in its response, Activision Blizzard reaffirmed their commitment to cooperate in this investigation and has outlined changes that they are making as they work towards reforming the company's culture. They also categorically deny shredding any documents in an effort to destroy information and evidence. Sounding like a real drama out there. Uh, while that's happening, the fallout and repercussions outside the scandal continues. Blizzard made the announcement last week that the cowboy character Jesse McCree from the game Overwatch, who was of course named from a real-life developer who was let go from the company due to his involvement in the scandal, will be renamed. Right, in the statement, uh, the company said that um, when they built the Overwatch universe, uh, it was built around the idea of inclusivity, equity and they hope to be the building blocks of a better future. But uh, now they have to change the name because they think it's necessary to change the name uh, currently known as McCree to someone that better represents what Overwatch stands for. Uh, the real life McCree was previously working as a designer on Diablo 4 before photos of him appearing with a bunch of his colleagues at a frat boy party called a Bill Cosby Suite as well as some offensive text messages that were leaked and that led to his dismissal. Blizzard also announced that characters on World of Warcraft based on other former developers like Louis Bariga and LeCraft, Jonathan LeCraft, will be removed as well. And moving forward, they said that uh, they'll be reviewing any real-world references currently used in their games. Okay, moving on, Fortnite recently released a new limited time event called Imposters, which is basically a game mode that's made famous by Among Us. Now, this imposter game mode is essentially almost similar with a group of 10 players trying to discover who among them are uh, those two imposters. The imposters will try to eliminate the agents without being discovered, while the agents will try to complete all the tasks that will get their starship to its destination safely. You will then have meetings to discuss who the imposter might be or try and accuse others of being one. These are all features that make Among Us what it is. All Cluedo, right? Oh, I never saw that connection before, but pretty similar. <laughs> A bit old school, but yeah. And also, you know, to top it off, the developers of Among Us in a sloth are not happy about this. The independent company tweeted out their frustrations online with the studio's co-founder Marcus Brom under tweeting, is it really hard 
to put 10% more effort into putting your own spin on it though. Somebody is not that happy. Other developers from the game also chimed in with one of them posting a link to a webcomic that essentially accused Epic Fortnite's developers of stealing their ideas. While uh, another programmer also compared an imposter's map to an Among Us spaceship. So it's an interesting story considering that Epic was previously sued by the maker of PUBG. They too have accused Epic Games of stealing the idea of the Battle Royale game. Hmm, I, I guess it's not new for Epic Games, right? Because hmm. if I'm not mistaken, Fortnite was accused of stealing dance moves of influencers online. Oh. But uh, we should also look at the power dynamic between uh, these two companies, right? The giant Epic Games with huge resources and the indie studio Inner Sloth and see you know, just how unfair this situation might be for Inner Sloth. Uh, for your information, Inner Sloth via their business representative has also said that the studio Studio and Among Us are open to collaborations and crossovers as long as they approach the studio, which I think should be the right way to do things. But so far, Epic Games has not said anything regarding this, despite being approached by journalists. Okay, lastly, a quick one. Nintendo Switch will be getting a Pokemon TV, which is a streaming app dedicated to everything Pokemon that was previously available only on mobile devices and smart TVs. This is interesting considering that Netflix, uh, one of the biggest streaming apps, is not available on the app. Despite both companies making statements a couple of years ago that they're going to bring the app to the console. Yeah, in fact, ever since then, the Netflix app on Nintendo's older consoles, the Wii U and 3DS, have also been shut down. Pretty interesting choice, but for um, Switch owners, we hope that you can stay patient. Okay, that's all we have for this week's recap. Back to you, Hanif. Thank you very much, Ofnil and Ali. As promised, we have finally completed the Iki Island expansion, which comes together with Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, released recently. Joining me to share our take on the expansion, which sees protagonist Jin Sakai heading to the neighboring Iki Island to face another Mongol threat there, as well as his inner demons, are Sabrina Yusuf and Najman Maliki. First up, it's really good to be back playing the game and being immersed in its universe again, right? Yeah, I think it's... It's especially after not having played it for a while, but kind of like missing it a little bit just because of how good the game is. It's really nice return into the world of Tsushima. It really gave me a new appreciation appreciation of just how beautiful the world is, just how immersive the atmosphere and the environment of the game, and really made me appreciate little moments inside of it. If it's one thing for you to return to Ghost of Tsushima, it's probably this DLC. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you guys, I guess. As a returning into the game, if you are replaying the game, regardless, if you replay the game or if you are continuing where you left off, you are, I guess you are thrown right back into all of the good parts of Ghost of Tsushima, right at the smacking start of um, the expansion, let's say. Let's, let's talk about Iki Island. Um, do you think that Iki Island as an island, um, different island from Tsushima, so technically you're not, you know, you're no longer in Tsushima Island, you're now in um, Iki Island. Uh, do you think that it provides uh, a different enough um, environment and world for you to, to play play in? Like Because, like, I like, don't you know how distinctive uh, the, I guess, the first part of the island, the second part of the island, and third part of the island uh, are from each other um, in the in Tsushima. Iki Island feels, um, I guess, the difference wasn't as as present compared to the, the main Tsushima Island, right? But at the same time, it has a bit of 
all the you know the main part interesting parts of of what you've seen already in the in Tsushima so i feel like that that's pretty interesting it is it, i would say it's refreshing enough but it's definitely beautiful in some parts you know colorful enough because i was expecting iki to be a bit more bleak but it's not as bleak as i thought lah yeah <laughs> Yeah, for me, I think um, one point that uh, a couple of points, I guess, I I would bring up is the whole feel um, that the game will throw to you, right? So obvious uh, main feel would be the environment. To me, I don't know about you guys, but Iki feels very tropical. <laughs> Geographically, I feel that's wrong, but yeah, it feels very tropical. Like you've got a lot of um, tropical-looking plants, I guess, because of the color scheme that they're trying to trying to portray. Um, but one other feel that I got really, uh, I felt really strongly from uh, this this new island is the way that people treat you. So I guess going a bit into the story here, but um, Iki Island is not friend friend with any samurais lah in general, right? So you get the cold shoulder from every single person that you meet, um, which is a very eye opening feeling. Um, because uh, throughout my gameplay of Ghost of Tsushima, I've always been like this atas people from this upper class society where everyone is just like, hello, Lord Sakai. Um, going to ET, um, um, I, I just like am reminded of the of the humanness of Jin lah. I think I think that's a really good way of portraying that you are no longer in Tsushima. Yeah, I I think Iki Island kind of humbles you in that way, in more than <laughs> yeah. just the way that that the characters are. Um, you know, every time you rescue a prisoner, they're not like indebted to you. You know, they wouldn't give their life to you. They're just like, oh, thanks, man. That was kind of crazy. Okay, bye. Drinks on me. Yeah, drinks on me. Whatever. Um, but also in the, it also humbles you as a player because it does feel like it's a bit of a step up. Um, in terms of the combat because of the new enemies and stuff it, it does feel a bit more challenging even as a player as well so yeah definitely humbled <laughs> it's a humbling experience to play Iggy Island but if I could just touch a bit on like um, the environment because uh, Najman did mention that it was it felt a bit tropical and I do agree it didn't feel too jarring uh, though I think it's just uh, at least for me I, I welcomed it uh, it was a bit refreshing the ocean is blue blue like it's really like, the, the seascapes are very Tioman vibes for sure the seascape is like super vibrant um, and then there's this nice Iki Island is you know you have you only have so much space to play around with an island right but they also um, managed to introduce these different biomes in in the game so there's 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 you have the seascapes and then you have um these beautiful pink purple draping trees forest thing and it, as you're riding through from one from one you know point to another you're you you've seen like you've already gone through three seasons uh and i think that's a really like nice experience it it, it gave me a nice little I, i had like a renewed appreciation for the game like basically Yeah, I think I think the tropicalness is 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 pretty refreshing, at least to me. Yeah, I I think well, I I, I guess I'm I'm going into a, a more deeper territory of the game here, um. But I think the introduction of new mechanics to uh the game in Ghost of Tsushima is just so uh interesting to me, right? So the hook, uh, that that you get in the in the earlier part of the game is used differently here as well, right? Or, or rather, I guess you get an additional function of that hook where you kind of have to kind of 
hook on something and then pull uh, the thing. And I guess uh, that's really awesome and nice because it kind of introduces another layer of um, uh, how you interact with the environment, especially in South, in, in dungeons and places where you get, get can get like stuff like armors and stuff. I think I, I I am always floored by how Sucker Punch continues to like deliver these uh, new feels and new experiences to to the game. And I have to say, for a director's cut uh, slash DLC, this is one of the one of the most valuable ones that I've ever gotten before in my life. <laughs> Just because uh, the I guess quality of life improvements that they've 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 added into the game. Yeah, and also like I I don't think we've I'm not sure if this is part this was part of the game before. I feel like it's a new edition, which is they kind of like utilize the controller uh speaker a bit more because I'm noticing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm noticing when you're swinging the rope when it's latching onto something the hook right it, you you can hear the audio coming out of your controller and then when you're having those hallucinations the voice those ghost voices come out of your controller instead of your speakers. Um, or both at the same time, not sure. Um, and also when you parry, when you successfully do like a perfect parry, if I'm not mistaken, the clink of the sword comes out of your controller. And I was like really, I got super excited by that. I was like, whoa, 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 this is, is this a thing before? Because this suddenly feels like so exciting to me. It's like, it really adds another layer of depth to the experience. It's, I, I always felt like the DualShock, speaker is so underutilized like i wish games would use it more so yeah that was really it was a really nice surprise to to hear to hear that coming out yeah i think i think they utilize the sound in 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 a really great way i guess before this uh, the main parts where they use it is like when you're writing haikus where you get that like oming sound like ominous uh, singing uh, noise coming out of your controller as well which creates that like ominosity ominosity if that's a word but when you when you put it in either the the hallucination that Jin feels or your fights, um, it just gets another level, right? And I noticed that when your sword not only clings with a, a, another sword, but also with a shield or there's a part in the game where you start dueling with a wooden sword, that sound was so, I mean, like, it's so sedap lah to hear. It's the, the wood on wood hitting and then the wood on armor, the way they kind of like create that immersion with the DualShock controller man next level yeah another underutilized feature that they implemented in this expansion is also the uh, gyroscope right yeah this comes in the form of like a I wouldn't say gimmicky but I, I guess it's cool enough that that I mean, you always want to see these kind of things being uh, utilized a lot more as much as sometimes they can be quite gimmicky as well, right? So uh, I think the flute section gives you a different different um, approach to to playing all the quieter but more reflective moments of the game because, and, and that's the beauty, right? I think uh, because as much as you enjoy all the combat and also all the, the traveling and whatnot, uh, the haikus, the the you know reflection, you know, and the bathtub. These are the little, little moments that I I think make uh, Ghost of Tsushima what it is, right? Uh, a, a truly wholesome experience. So, playing the that the flute part is also pretty fun, where you have to uh, make sure that the your key is in tune via 
by making sure that you're not out of tune using the controller lah, but using the gyroscope instead of the joystick, right? Uh, earlier you mentioned Najman about the the hook, right? Uh, now that I think about it, I think that while that is a good addition to sort of like differentiate um, the, the game and gives it a bit more of a new mechanic. Uh, in terms of combat, uh, apart from facing different types of enemies that are a bit more um, flexible uh, in terms of I guess using using multiple weapons at you so which means that you have to change your stances multiple times uh, the combat is still largely the same which is fine but you know imagine if you can use the grappling hook to as a, as a, as a weapon right that would be interesting as well but you know maybe that's for Gozo Shishima too lah. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah I, I guess one uh, thing that I have used multiple times in Iki Island um, uh, is that because now you can actually use the hook to hook to any um, lines above you so like if you see any like because you know the Mongol camps will, will have a weird line going across some of the tents uh, you can actually use that to hook to the line so you just have to jump and throw your hook up there and then you can actually go up onto the line quietly so I use that as a as a battle advantage especially when I want to kind of assassinate multiple people or just like hook onto it my challenge previously was always trying to get onto the line like in a very um, sneaky manner because you actually have to go onto a tent that's quite difficult right but with this hook uh, you can just like hook it up and then just like climb up onto the line I think that was quite quite amazing lah That was Najman Maliki and he's joined by Sabrina Yusuf and together we've been talking about Ghost of Tsushima's Iki Island expansion. We have more after the break. Stay tuned. This is Gigi Well Played on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, listening to Gigi Well Played, I'm your host Hanif Baharudin. We're currently talking about Ghost of Tsushima's Iki Island expansion and joining me to break it down are Sabrina Yusuf and Najman Maliki. We've touched on the environment and some of the improvements made in this section. Now let's talk about the game's slightly difficult combat. for me I think a large part is probably not having played the game for a while um, which I think the game quite uh, accommodates because they added this uh, and I think this is a new feature too they added this ability to replay past encampment battles you know those those little fortresses that you've already conquered so you can replay it and then you're returned back to your original position so it, it works as like a really nice practice ground So when I got back into my old save file to play this Iki Island expansion, I was like, okay, I, I, I need to try and get used to the controls again. And so these replayable levels helped ease into that a lot better. And it didn't eat into my experience with, with the expansion itself because I didn't have to die a few times playing the expansion uh, before actually being able to play it properly. So having those replayable parts really helped. Um, but even then, uh, the game still throws like these um, new enemies at you, like like the like the shamans, who gives these enemies really crazy buffs. And sometimes when you're overwhelmed by these um, by these mobs, the first thing, at least for me, my playstyle is I'm just gonna rush in and um, look cool, and you know do as many hack and slashes that I can. But with 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 that shaman person uh, buffing everyone, it it got really, really hard because it was such a significant um, 
uh, boost to their to their damage and everything. So you kind of have to like stop and concentrate and single out that person and take them out first. So it forced me to sort of strategize the way that I play my with the way that I play the game, um, not just in terms of these new enemies, but also the fact that it feels, at least personally to me, it feels like the parry, the perfect windows are kind of a bit tighter and you, you need to rely on that a lot more to be able to play the game successfully, you know, without having to die all the time. That's, and usually that's just constrained to the duels, but because of the fact that um, these uh, new enemies are coming up and then they have these powerful buffs, you kind of have to like, okay, strategize and be patient about your swings and your dodges and not just run around and, you know, be reckless all the time. So yeah, at least for me, it kind of forced me to like, actually try to be good at the game, you know, and, and uh, beat these people. Usually the focusing just happens in duels, but like, even in the encounters on like, on the field, I kind of think twice <laughs> about it. And like, okay, wait, maybe yeah, it's better if I just charge into them, or maybe it's better if I just not skip this one. I think um, for me, uh, it did feel uh, a bit harder. I guess because among the three of us, I started playing a new game plus and you guys were actually from like different games um, jumping back into uh, Ghost of Tsushima. So I think it, I kind of eased into Iki Island a little bit more than, than you guys. But it did feel uh, a bit more, a tad more difficult, especially like, like Sub mentioned, the ability of the enemies to change uh, weapons real quick that really <laughs> like threw me off. But yeah, I guess the balance is is quite good as well. Um, the new armor that you get, and of course your horse now is a beast. Um, so yeah, yeah, utilizing more stuff. So I find that I use a lot more of my ghost uh, weapons on Iki Island um, than I did on on Tsushima. Uh, one of the things that I usually do is like I'll just like throw a smoke bomb just so that I am hidden from the mobs I can actually find that shaman and kill him off um, and I'll just like literally throw everything that I have and that I can so if it's a kunai or if it's a sticky bomb I'll just like <laughs> whatever I can get right? I've never um, thought uh, of using a smoke bomb like that oh <laughs> really yeah. yeah it's one of my least used ghost weapons oh That's really clever yeah. Okay. yeah I'm just like kunai all the way yeah I <laughs> use kunai a lot as well to, to tiger the enemies right yeah yeah. yeah, so, but I, I think, yeah, so on Tsushima, I always use kunai to stagger them. But here, I, I use a lot more than just your kunais. Uh, I even use my hallucination darts to actually get people to start attacking the shaman if I can get to the shaman. Mm. Uh, or at least just like stop him from singing. Um, but yeah, I love the, the the complexity that they've added. And one thing I would like to add, which is the thing that Sarp mentioned, is that you can now replay camps. Like, So you've cleared out a Mongol territory um, you can actually replay this and uh, this particular territory. And it's not just for Iki Island. It's also for like other Mongol territories on Tsushima as well. And I think that's really good because some people just don't enjoy playing. Either they don't enjoy playing with people online or they don't have PS Plus. So they don't actually have access to Ghost Tsushima Legends. So once you finish the whole game, it's just, it's just a game and it, uh, you can't like beat anything else but with this like, replayability feature you can actually like, kind of beat yourself like uh, to see if you can do a better time and stuff like that and your like I guess fully upgraded uh, armors and swords now are 
like fully you can fully utilize them lah because you can actually like test out this new armor that you get on Azamo Bay <laughs> so now you can actually like retake Azamo Bay um, because of this new feature so that's cool yeah I will say that you know as as hard as it can be it is quite the game is quite forgiving uh, in the sense that you don't start back way too far um, from where you died um, even for like the dual battles so for the <laughs> so for the final battle there is a bit of an intermission and I died not long after that intermission in the middle of the battle but the the game I was like panicking but the game did not restart me all the way so it just it just started me until after that that brief intermission I just kind of like continue you know and, and try again so it was hard but it, it it also doesn't make you feel so bad about it you can just it doesn't feel like a chore to to try and overcome something that's difficult so I think the game does that very well even if you fall off a ledge it puts you back right where the ledge is you don't have to you know you don't have to go back all the way where it auto saved you last or something it just puts you back to the top of the cliff even if you fall so yeah I think that that really helps with the whole experience too yeah definitely um, what do you guys think of the story yeah I just would like to get your take on on the story like especially uh, considering that it's closely tied to Jin's uh, Jin's personal story but at the same time I guess uh, it also fits in with the whole Jin's journey right um, you know from from the beginning of the game till the end yeah Um, for me personally I I, I enjoy the story deeply so um, the way I would actually sell Ghost of Tsushima to anyone who don't know the game slash story is that it's a story of a samurai who's struggling between the um, because we know all of the cool quote unquote cool antics of being a samurai um, so so this game just kind of like challenges that antics so if you're a an honorable person do you actually have to like do this and that and this and that in uh, the new expansion here that we get or director's cut that we get it goes deeper I guess into that uh, and it actually goes into how he was brought up because he was brought up as a samurai by a samurai um, so you in the main campaign initially you play uh, Jin struggling through his just belief system I guess in this uh, new storyline it goes a lot deeper into his childhood which I I've, I feel like it's so eye-opening so it's so it's it's a great storyline and um, it's uh, funnily enough still relevant for a lot of people today lah like facing your demons um, uh, acknowledging your <laughs> mental barriers and stuff like that yeah yeah absent fathers and all that right <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah no I, I totally agree I think um, exploring that part of Jin's past and that facet of you know being a samurai not that I know how, how it's like to be a samurai but it's not just about the glory right it's also about the choices that you have to make and the choices you have to live with. And a lot of that is already kind of um, dealt with in the main story with, you know, Jin's moral conflict about honor and, you know, the, the, one of the, the most honorable ways to kill a person, to take a life and things like that. But all of that is also, all of those ghosts also comes back to him um, in this Iki Island um, story because it's, it's, it's no longer what he thinks what is honorable or what is right, but it's also whether he has to come to terms with some of the things that his father did that maybe he wouldn't be proud of. So there's that 
there's that reset a bit for him to to kind of to kind of deal with. So it's no longer about forgiving himself or um, the things that he's done, but also this this figure that he has respected or that he has kind of sort of not sure where it's a bit unresolved, right? His relationship with his father. So this whole story um, with Iki Island, coupled with the fact that everyone in the island knows his father as this, you know, torturous demon, you know, who's come to take the lives of all our children or whatever. That That is also another angle, another thing that, that Jin had to deal with as well. As he saves all these people, as he tries to help all these people, he's not being thanked or being appreciated. He's, he's, he's being regarded with suspicion and with a lot of, and with good reason too, because a lot of these people were descendant from people who suffered at the hands of his father. And at the end, he had to, along the way, he, he always had to be confronted with that. And I think that's, that adds a lot of, um, that really adds a lot of depth to, uh, Jin's character history, I suppose. Yeah. I think I think if if you were to come at I mean like tackle this game as a new player or if you were to come into this game as a as a as a player who's continuing it from the full campaign I think you you'd appreciate it just as much um, which is which is really really hard to say about any of the director's cut or DLCs I've ever played with any other games before this lah I also um, like that, you know, their approach in telling these stories, I suppose, instead of just uh, relying on cutscenes, you know, you sometimes stumble upon things and and, and then, you know, shades or uh, like snippets of, 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 of form of reflection or hallucination, you know, um, triggers and and it sort of like hints at, at all this 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 struggle that that Jin is facing right and and um as much as sometimes it can be slightly disruptive you know while you're on your horse and then suddenly you know you enter in, into a hallucination um it still uh i guess feels for me it it, it it's part of the package right it's part of the experience i guess playing this this particular expansion that that <laughs> that this is one of one of the features that um or one of the ways they try to 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 put you in in that position right because you've been poisoned and whatnot so yeah overall it definitely feels a lot more personal compared to as much as you know the base game also has you know a lot more personal moments uh this one feels a bit more direct you know because it deals directly with Jin's relationship and his perception of his father um so yeah um it's not exactly long as an expansion um maybe around you can complete it in around six hours i suppose if you play just the the main storylines and also some side missions of course if you want to be a competitionist it'll probably take you a bit longer and there are a lot of other things that you can do as well to i guess get the best out of the expansion but um the main storyline is just around six hours and i feel like you know um for 90 ringgit if you're getting it if you already have the base game and would like to spend on on this particular uh, expansion and also added content and added upgrades like you know being able to play replay all the all the camps that you've you've freed before uh, i feel like it's it's a, it's a decent amount i suppose and especially because um uh, you know unlike like najman said unlike any other expansion uh, out there or most of the dlc's out there it doesn't only you know extend the story it also ties the story better i suppose you know it 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 gives you uh, a deeper outlook uh, towards Jin Saka as a character, right? And 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 you know the things that motivate and you know influence him and whatnot. So so I feel like it's it's a you know it's it's worth getting if if you're into Ghost of Tsushima and you'd like to you know 
learn more about Jin Sakai and you know his relationship with his other characters and you know learn more about you know the samurai world and how samurai samurais are perceived not just in Tsushima but elsewhere yeah so I, I I would probably recommend it what do you guys think yeah definitely um I think it's uh I don't usually get DLCs um but you know maybe I'm biased because I do really like Ghost of Tsushima a lot enough for me to get this and I'm glad I did actually because it's such a great game to go just to just go back to an experience and also that I do feel again that maybe it's it's the the story and I guess the the approach that they took with this expansion um helped in my decision making to get it as well because it doesn't feel like it's just an add-on it doesn't feel like it's oh there's a new threat coming uh let's that's now we have to deal with this it because that does feel a bit kind of detached from the rest of the story this expansion was not that it felt as much as much a part of the main story as the main story yeah <laughs> that makes sense um it doesn't feel like it could exist on its own um fully but at the same time it's very introspective in a sense that we are now specifically dealing with Jin Sakai and his ghost yeah sure there's this new you know threat coming but more importantly this guy has issues and we are trying to address it here you know so and i think that's also helped by the fact that in the main story it was kind of alluded to that quite a bit like you know his relationship with his father um his moral conflict within himself and and all of the people that he's lost along the way because of him and things like that um so it it really ties into the rest of the game very well um i did play it after i finished the main campaign i would say maybe finish the main campaign and then play this because it does make references to all of the things that you've done along the way as well um But yeah, this is definitely one of the better um, expansions that I've decided to get. Mm, I think for me, um, I would say it's steel. For ninety ringgit, you get this. It definitely is a steal for me. <laughs> it's more than a usual DLC. It's proper in its name, I guess, right? Uh, Director's cut, I guess. Yeah, I think if you don't have Ghost of Tsushima yet, uh, perfect time for you to get it. I think it's about two forty nine now for this whole thing, which is. Again, a huge steal, um, and I kind of back to differ from the point that Sub just mentioned, which is um, finish the whole campaign. Uh, you actually get to access uh, Iki Island in your right after the first act, going to the second act. Uh, if you're a bit kind of courageous, if you want to try a bit more challenge, you can just jump on uh, uh, Iki Island straight. And I do think that you would not lose in the nuances that the game tries to tell you. Uh, it hides. Bits and pieces, or they shows you bits and pieces that would only make sense to you in your progression, which is great. Uh, you would not stumble upon things that other players have because they've completed the game. So, so yeah, if you want, just jump right in. It's awesome. I cannot highly, uh, I cannot recommend enough this game to to anyone who who's interested. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does adapt to where you are. In the game, very well to like in, narrat- in a narrative sense. Uh, even mm. if you don't finish the game, or if you're in the middle of um, the second act, where you would actually start the expansion, it's it's quite a seamless experience in that sense. But do be warned, lah. It's it's not <laughs> gonna be easy. <laughs>
You're tuned into GG Well Played, and that was our review of the Iki Island expansion that comes with Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Thanks to Sabrina Yusuf and Najman Maliki for joining me on the show. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, you can find the podcast on BFM.my, our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play, and also Spotify. Do share your thoughts about the show or the games that you play via our email, ggwp at bfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and stay safe. Till next time, GG Well Played. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.